Hey, Millionaire University listeners, this is Kirsten, and I want to share something that's been a game changer in my journey from content creator to business owner, and that is Kajabi. When I started out, I knew I wanted to make serious money online, but I wasn't sure where to begin. And that's when I found Kajabi, one of the very first platforms I used. With Kajabi, I was able to host my very first courses and make tens of thousands of dollars. Kajabi is an all-in-one platform that makes building your business online a breeze. Whether you're creating stunning sales pages, setting up funnels, or hosting courses and memberships, Kajabi has you covered. It simplifies the entire process, letting you focus on what you do best, creating amazing content, and connecting with your audience and your customers. What truly sets Kajabi apart is how intuitive and user-friendly it is. I didn't have to worry about the technical stuff, which freed up my time to really grow my business and engage with my customers. If you're serious about turning your passion into a profitable business, Kajabi is one of the most important tools that you can have in your tool belt. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash MU. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash M-U. Go to kajabi.com slash M-U and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. But if you've done a good job and they see that there's value on the front end, they're automatically asking, okay, where's the part now where I get to go forward? Where's the main dish? Welcome to the Millionaire University Podcast. We are the school where you graduate rich, not broke. I'm Brian Guerin, back with you today. And I'm joined by our special guest, Tane Nix who is a professional copywriter. He has a history in the medical field, the financial field. Dude has been around the world and back. And I am thrilled to have him come join us and drop some knowledge bombs on a really cool concept in marketing and business in general that I feel gets underplayed. In this concept, Tane is lovingly dubbing it the funnel flywheel. And the two major concepts of this flywheel, as we'll learn today, are your front-end offer and your back-end offer. These two things, when paired together, create this flywheel phenomena where your business takes off and it just keeps spinning and spinning and turning out the dough. So without giving too much away on the front end here, why don't we just jump right in and hear from our guest, Tane Nix, on the Millionaire University Podcast. All righty. Welcome back, everybody. Brian Guerin with you on the Millionaire University podcast. And I'm thrilled to be joined by my friend Tane Nix, all the way from sunny Puerto Rico. And Tane, I was, you and I were just talking before we hopped on the beautiful reflection on the window behind you of where you're living in Puerto Rico. I see the ocean. I got some pasture land, a little bit of mountainous region. It looks amazing. So thank you for joining me here on the pod today. Thanks very much, guys, for having me. I'm super happy to be here. I look forward to uh, unpacking some valuable stuff. Guys, don't mind the bird noises. Those are, <laughs> that's real, but we can't do anything about that. They sort of come and go. That's what happens when you live in paradise, it looks like. So coming from cloudy, it's snowing right now where I am in Ohio. So I'm feeling nice and warm just watching your background. <laughs> Tane, let's jump right in here. We have some really cool information that uh, you're going to share with our listeners here today about a concept called the funnel flywheel. So I'm super stoked to get into that. But you have a really cool story. I want to give our listeners a little bit of a context and a little bit of your story. So tell us who you are and how you got to where you are today. 
the short version, and I think the appropriate version is I came to business and online business and copywriting from medicine. I had a medical apprenticeship that I did. I obtained a license to practice in Colorado without going to school, strangely enough. And then, but I wanted to get into business even then, even while I was in medicine. And my goal is to franchise acupuncture clinics. This would be something that would be so impactful for our medical system. Lo and behold, it occurred to me somewhere along the way that actually the people who make the decisions about such things have no interest in seeing the medical system changed in any way. And so I had this itch for business. This was 2011, 2012, that I couldn't really scratch until I exited medicine about 2017 when I met my wife and became a full-time copywriter. I was very lucky. I got hired at the Agora, which I like to call the best education that money can't buy. The Agora is a great, big, mostly financial newsletter publisher, but a newsletter publishing business started by Bill Bonner back in the late 70s. 70s, you cannot get a better education for either copywriting or online marketing or just how to run a business than what these guys have done. That landed me in Florida for a few years where my wife also got hired and worked with us right at the Agora affiliate that we were at in the marketing department, in her case, for me in copywriting. And so I landed a wonderful, like once in a lifetime dream gig working there for the top Agora affiliate at the time that we were there and had some success, but mostly just had a marvelous, marvelous, world-class education and how to put copy packages together. And I took good notes. Obviously, I made real sure that I was sharp and did my very best to pick up as much as I could. I saw of had the feeling that even when I began that I probably wasn't gonna there are copywriters there or you know 20 25 years into their copy careers and and I knew probably I wasn't gonna stay put it's just not my style I like taking a hard left turn every three or four years and at the three and a half year mark I left I went out on my own I, I started to uh, try to freelance. I'll tell you a little bit about uh, some of the adventures in freelancing. But what I want to talk about to your audience and what I think is so valuable for people in the online space, it doesn't matter. Coaches, consultants, info products, e-com, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you have web pages up where you're offering any kind of product or service, there's something that I call the funnel flywheel. I'm using here just a mechanical metaphor to refer to the way in which you get the right pieces, the right information, the right parts in the right bucket, in the right place. So here I'm talking about how are you attracting everything from your lead magnet, your ads, your front end, especially we're going to talk about how do you craft your front end offer so that not only that you're liquidating your ad spend, which is sort of the holy grail of a business. I mean, if you're getting customers for free because you're paying money and you're either making that money back or better on the front end uh, offer, now things can really happen, right? And then obviously how we're going to make profit on the back end. That's just as important to any business owner. We're not doing this for free or for fun, right? You want to make a ton of money. Here's how you really spin that up. So I have examples from health. I have examples from finance, obviously, both from my time at the Agora and afterward. But this to me is something of a holy grail. If you get this part right, you have a real business, but also you can really step on the gas. And so that's what I want to share with folks today. And I'll, I'll break that into pieces so everybody can understand it. Awesome. That sounds like something that every single business owner, no matter what size you are, no matter what stage you're at, these are the things that you got to have on lock in order to essentially do business right or do it well. Yeah. So don't let me get in the way. Let's get started. Let's break it down from step number one. You have a business. You're offering something on the front end with the notion that, first of all, you want customers, you want satisfied customers 
But you want your front-end customers to pay for the money that you're spending to get them to your offer. In other words, to get them on your list as a lead or as a customer, as an actual buying, right? Somebody who actually spent money with you. We want a front-end offer that brings in people onto the list so we can continue marketing to them so that we can also obviously uh, make our money back on front-end ad spend, but also so that we can sell them something much bigger and more expensive on the back end. Now, for a lot of people, that's all obvious. But what's not obvious and what I see and what I struggled with and what everybody has to sort of figure out in order to have a really viable business, a thriving business, not just a one and done offer kind of thing, is that you have to parse pieces of what it is that you're offering to the marketplace into the correct bucket. And by bucket, I mean your front end offer and your deliverable has to be something that also leaves people happy, but also in a certain sense, expecting to buy something else on the back end. And I'm going to give you examples of this in a second. In other words, it's not enough to sell them anything on the front end and then expect that they're going to buy anything on the back end. Obviously, it doesn't work that way. And you can get really granular. And I'm going to give you a health example and a finance example here on how you set up and how you tee up your back end by getting the front end deliverable and offer, obviously, correct. And this can be done. What I'm going to share with you, it works for coaches. This works for anybody in the health and fitness space. This works for anything really that you could think of in finance. Obviously, it depends very much on who the person is, who the guru is. If you're a coach or a consultant, you're going to have to drill down on what your expertise really is. But what I'm going to try to give you is the principles of how you would identify a proper offer, a proper deliverable for the front end that then could also be very easily would lead your prospects and your customers to want and even ask for and expect and be delighted right, that you're offering something else a higher priced item on the back end. Obviously, we're not even getting into, right, and the next upsell and the next upsell right after that, right? I'll talk about that toward the end. But first things first here. So as a principle, and we're going to start with health, fitness, wellness, if you're offering something for a condition, and it almost doesn't matter what the condition is, I'm going to give you an example from digestive health, which is my specialty in medicine. What you want to do is figure out what portion of the solution can be parsed out. Now, in health and medicine, medicine, right? If you're doing something, even in fitness, lose weight or, you know, fit at 50 or, you know, get rid of your gut or, you know, the various things that you see, obviously there are huge markets for the multi-billion dollar kind of industry. You want to focus on something that is simple enough that your customer buys it. If it's an info product, or obviously if it's supplement or something like that too, what could you get them that produces a satisfactory or hopefully like, you know, a delightful result quickly and in health and fitness and wellness, mostly what that consists of, and a good way to think about this is, can you teach your people what not to do in order to improve their health? Okay. That may not apply to supplements, but you could probably take a principle there. And here's the example I'll give you. It's from a info product I put together for people with digestive illness, specifically acid reflux. I mean, that's the target market per se, although this does work for other digestive problems too. I just did a very simple front end that can be probably, I say consumed, but this is information in in 24 to 48 hours. They could zip through a series of maybe three to five hours of videos, take some notes, read a PDF, and all I'm focused on doing is debunking myths 
about digestive health and illness. And also, here's a bunch of stuff you're probably doing that if you just stop, your body's going to start to heal. Okay, now, in my case, this takes a little bit of knowledge of medicine. I'm not saying that everybody could just whip that up out of nothing. But, right, if you take something like, well, even weight loss, a program for, you know, women over 40, right, for example, what are the things that people do that they shouldn't be doing? And how could you just debunk fad diet myths, fad health and wellness. Like this was also a big breakthrough for me, Brian. I share it with your audience, especially when you're an expert at something, it's very easy to lose sight of what is the conventional wisdom about your topic? I don't know why it took me so long to figure this out because I was so deep in my own knowledge, but you forget that it's like, but if you have specialized knowledge, get equally clear on what the conventional wisdom is. And I say wisdom in in quotes here, right? Like what the wrong think is, what are people actually wrong about? What does the majority think that's absolutely incorrect, right? Because that is in a certain sense, a great target for a front end kind of offer, especially in the info product world, where if you have expertise as a coach, as a consultant, as somebody who's going to help somebody else get their life together, what are the things that you could debunk? If you are an expert, you should have an opinion about conventional kind of thinking. You should have some kind of angle on why that may not be as accurate. In other words, if all you have is conventional thinking, why do they need you, right? In certain sense, like you should let yourself beat up on the conventional thinking precisely because, right, it's a way to distinguish yourself as an expert. And if you know what that is and you can debunk it, but not in a sarcastic or goofy way, but literally just helping people understand. I know some people think, you know, taking probiotics is a really good way to beat acid reflux. It's not. And here's the reasons why and like A, B, C, D, E, right? And so I ran people through, here's what you shouldn't be doing. Almost all problems can come down to, and in finance too, right? I'll give you an example in finance here in just a second, but what not to do And then what are we proactively going to do? That's the back end, okay? And so with the info product in the health world, if you distinguish conventional thinking and how you can debunk it as a way to tell people, here's what most people are doing wrong, that kind of thing, but make it deep. You could, for example, identify, you know, 10 to 15 or 20, maybe at the upper end, fad myths or misconceptions that people have wrong and do a unit on each of them. If you're a coach, this is awesome. Like, this is great. That's enough. And add a PDF and add some video and like make it juicy, right? Make the whole offering really, really good, especially if you're going to post this on some kind of membership site where you're going to deliver it because you can always tinker with this stuff. But that is sufficient for a front end. And maybe your front end is $19. Maybe it's $49. Somewhere in the price point that people don't have to grit their teeth and bite the bullet too hard to give it a shot. I feel like that's such an interesting way to put it. So the front end is what not to do. And then the back end is what to do or how to do it the right way. And I feel like that line is so, so easy to fudge. You know, just being in this world, like we see coaches or course creators all over the place. And it's such a smorgasbord of a little bit of everything. It's not as common to see the ones who are doing that well or right. But I think that's such an awesome point to hit on that front end is explaining what not to do and charging your front end to offer, whatever that might be, typically, obviously that lower price point but then using that back end to be like, here's what to do and here's my course or my 
coaching program or it works like crazy to be fully transparent. So let's look at the potential problems now, because the next step is we want people who consume the front end and are delighted. We want them delighted. Okay. So it has to be deep enough where there actually, there is value there. I find, especially for health and wellness, like debunking things that there's so much confusion around this. And you could extend that to life coaching. For example, most people believe positive affirmations are a really good thing to do. Here's why they're not, right? And for example, right, you could do this with almost anything where information is the primary deliverable. They consume the front end. They know what not to do or they have real clarity now. They have some sense of like, okay, that actually helped me. That actually does make things a little bit easier. I'm not as far from being well again or I'm not as far from my goal of, you know, my whatever, my body weight, whatever it is, as I thought I was because now I have real clarity and this person's making a lot of sense to me. Now, what you don't want and the possibility here is that if it's too thin or if the, you know, here's what you don't do, right? You will perhaps get folks who, who check out your front end and go, yeah, but I already knew all of that. Or yeah, this, or yeah, but I thought you were going to teach me X, Y, and Z. I mean, it's very important that your sales copy is clear. The offer is clear, right? That it's obvious what you're doing for them. But even those kind of queries are not necessarily bad. It can come out as a complaint where people are like, oh, you know, where's the big thing that you were going to teach me? My reaction to this has always been, and because I have medical background and all the rest, obviously, I can very politely usually, but sometimes people really ask you to be impolite with them. But wait a second, like if you know so much about this, how come you're not well, right? Like, let me explain to you. We have to do it this way. We have to start with here's what you don't do first, because if I just gave you everything at once, right, you'd be bogged down and we wouldn't make any progress, right? So as the expert, you have to have enough backbone and sort of, you have to be willing, I think, to take the position that no, there's a reason why I'm teaching you this way. There's a reason why we start. I have to do it this way on the front end. If you don't get this part right, you're going to struggle once we move on. Okay. And if you've done a good job and the material's good, and again, the best way to not have complaints, of course, is for it to be actually valuable and for somebody to get like, yeah, I actually do feel a little better. Like this really helped me. Okay. So it has to pass that test. And maybe you need to, you know, if you're a coach consultant, you need to parse your material. So that front end bucket, like run it by some colleagues, run it by some potential customers and see and make sure and test it and make sure. Yeah. You know, but I I really want to know about this other thing over there. It's like, perfect. We're going to get to that. Right. But you're happy, right. With what you got here. Yes. I'm actually happy with that. That actually helped me. That was valuable. Okay. That's what you want. That's the balance that you're trying to strike there so that they absolutely are wanting, expecting, right. Waiting for right whatever it is that you're going to offer them on the back end. It's not going to work for every single person, right? There's going to be a high enough percentage that do enjoy that offer, but it is going to self-correct too, right? Based on the feedback that you get. So if you are out there putting out an offer, an online offer, or you know that front end that is going to be your lower ticket, but still high value, you're going to get a lot of feedback when you do put that out there. There's a lot that comes back from uh, testing your market. Yeah, you absolutely will. And I had a mentor who helped me with this. And so we knocked it out of the park with the acid reflux product. If anybody cares to see it, actually, it's a typical quiz funnel for something like this. And you will see my name there is Christian Nix. That was my moniker when I was in medicine for reasons that I won't explain and take up time on a podcast. But uh, if you go to pivotprotocol.com and you want to see this in action, you'll see a quiz funnel, a very typical kind of ask method quiz funnel, bringing people into one of four possible sales pages. And then you'll see 
see the front end sales copy. And then that would lead to here's how you're going to combine foods and here's how you're going to use supplements the right way, right? And the big back end comes after that. And it's about four times the price of the front end. And so just with this front end, back end structure, and I don't want to give short shrift here to the back end. I mean, it does have to be deeper. It should be more detailed. It should be a little heavier. It should take longer to consume, right? I made my front end so that keep in mind guys too, you know, as we talk about info marketing, info products of any kind, if that's your business, people are fed up with information. I mean, we're all overwhelmed with information. I don't know about you, but you know, I'm drinking from a fire hose all day, every day. And so I'll come back to that comment here in a second. But my point is on the front end, they should be able to consume that information or get some kind of uh, positive result. Could they get through it in a day? Like really? Like, could they, like, there's nothing wrong with that, right? That kind of expedited delivery of results is a positive thing. It's not a bad thing. Most people are going to make the mistake of like, oh, but I can't do that because I haven't given them enough on the front end. It's like, no, make it easy, right? Make it as simple as possible. There's real value in that kind of simplicity, especially when, right, people can honestly say like, damn, you know, I didn't know that stuff and I was doing that all wrong and I didn't really realize I was causing these problems for myself. If you can get that kind of reaction out of, Maybe it's not 100% of the people. Fair enough, right? Obviously, you can't target 100% of the people. But if you've done a good job and they see that there's value on the front end, they're automatically asking, okay, where's the part now where I get to go forward? Where's the main dish? And so that is what happens with mine. And then I get into, you know, as an example, you know, you want to break it down into the really, really nitty gritty of all the things that your ideal customer prospect could do to really knock it out of the park. Like, what could you do to really make them expert? at this topic or get the best result, like identify the various aspects of learning that you need to share with them and go deep, right? It should be the whole enchilada, right? It should be something that's really profound that you can really share with them on the back end and you get to charge accordingly. But if you're breaking even on the front end, the profit is going to come on the back end and it will come very reliably if you really set that up. Now, the whole flywheel concept, Brian, is just that if we do this correct, we're getting customers and leads for free. Not everybody's going to buy the first time they see it, but if you're liquidating enough of your ad spend on your front end customer uh, sales, you have a list, you're still marketing to them, usually via email. And over a period of time, those people also become customers and then become back end customers. And once you're really nailing this front end, back end flywheel, this funnel flywheel is really spinning. You have enough money. You have so much money actually coming in on the back end. You can plow it back into the business. And here's where, you know, you're now getting, you know, 500 leads a day. You know, you're making a thousand bucks in sales, right? And you're off to the races. I was astonished when this first happened for me. And now this is what I look for. This is what I actually try to do when I'm helping people with their business. Because to me, this is everything, but it takes a good eye for a lot of detail. And you have to be very, very deep in the psychology of your marketplace to really understand what is going to go where in these buckets. I think that's the, the long and short of it here. Exactly. So for those listeners who may not be familiar with the term flywheel, I just want to make sure we expound on that. It's basically like, what was it? The old time engines or something, you, you, they'd have a crank and you'd turn the flywheel and it gets going. Then once it fires up, it runs on its own, right? So it's that same concept of 
once your front end offer is nailed, once you're getting that back end, there's money coming in. Now it's just a self-perpetuating wheel, basically a flywheel of success, really. That's right. Yeah. I mean, a flywheel is a mechanical advantage, right? You have a gear differential where this one's turning very slow, but the flywheel is gigantic and it's turning the flywheel is just spinning like crazy. And so you're just spitting out money on the front end. You're making huge profits on the back end and you can grow a business and really, really explode profits when all of that is working correctly. Right. So you mentioned the uh, we are in the heart of the information age, right? Like it was kind of the industrial period. It was the people making money were on the railroads and, you know, car building, right? Like Henry Ford style and Cornelius Vanderbilt. Now we're in the information age. People are making millions upon millions off of sharing information and knowledge or selling it, not just sharing it, selling it and making tons of money. As a business to business marketer, you know that your needs are unique. B2B buying cycles can be painfully long and your customers face incredibly complex decisions. Isn't it time you had a marketing platform built specifically for you? LinkedIn Ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers. LinkedIn Ads allows you to build the right relationships, drive results, and reach your customers in a respectful environment. You'll have direct access to and build relationships with decision makers. There's a billion members, 180 million of which are senior level executives and 10 million are C-level executives. You'll be able to drive results with targeting and measurement tools built specifically for B2B. In technology, LinkedIn generated 2 to 5x higher return on ad spend than other social media platforms and 79% of B2B content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. So if you're ready to work with a partner who respects the B2B world you operate in, then you need LinkedIn ads. So make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mupod to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mupod. Terms and conditions apply. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point of sale system or... Use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Take customers from picking it out to picking it up. Shopify syncs in-store inventory with Google, so when local customers search for that thing they want that you have, bam, you're there. Demand meet supply. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash MU, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com dot com slash mu to take your retail business to the next level today shopify.com slash mu so with this front end offer just the blaze of the information age where there's so much noise out there what are a few tactics that you use or that you help your clients use that you see as really helping to cut through the noise if you are whether you're a coach or a uh, consultant a creator whatever you may be what are a few examples that we can share that can really be viewed as a great front end offer. Okay, a couple comments on that. At the heart of your question there is what do you have to do today? Like what's working today as everybody is drowning in information? If you're up on the new thing in marketing, like when VSLs came out, Porter Stansberry of Agora fame and Stansberry Research fame did the VSL, a video sales letter. It wasn't that it was the first VSL, but Mike Palmer wrote End of America and they broke the internet. I mean, it's been viewed over 100 million times. I know how much money that brought into the business and not just money, but how many paying customers 
came from that video. It was PowerPoint slides, black and white. Porter didn't even appear. He just read the slides. That was the entire presentation. And it went for an hour before you even knew that he was talking about possibility of joining a financial research publication for $49. Because it was new and because somebody discovered something that was really working, right, it really helped if you knew quickly how to do a VSL like that. Today, as we deal with you know information uh, overload, I think the single best answer, and this doesn't necessarily have to be part of your front end, although you could. I'm working on something about this that does exactly this right now, which is have sympathy for your audience. Okay, don't dump a bunch, especially info marketers. If you're in the info business, if you're a coach, consultant, right, and really what you're selling is your knowledge and your expertise, doing a course by itself is a bit passe. There's nothing wrong with it. You want to have that kind of material because you don't know where it's really going to come in handy. Maybe you're not selling it. Maybe you're comping people with it who join. And this is my point in telling you this communities, coaching, helping people in a group. Like, I'm not just giving you this solution and like, good luck, right? Have fun, like clicking around and trying to figure out how the platform works and all the rest, which is what a lot of online courses are, even in the best of situations. Now, what pe- what is working now and what people are doing now, and this is a huge, huge innovation that people need to know about, is communities, right? You launch your product, you launch and think about coaching and consulting and right getting clients this way. Put them in a community, teach them in group weekly calls or you know, however you're gonna set up your, your curriculum and your schedule. Take your course and make it even make the front end, hey, I'm launching this community. You know, it's uh, twenty-seven bucks a month or whatever. If you're in a situation where you could attract enough people to do that, that could be your front end. Okay. And then and I, I said I would mention this and I'll I'll just do it now. Maybe you still have an info product. Maybe you still have a course. Maybe you still have a front end. I'll give you an example here of how I did this with a personal finance guy in just a second. But after the back end comes higher level coaching, right? One-on-one coaching, like private client kind of stuff. Because anybody doing info marketing, anybody doing anything at all where you and your expertise are the business, well, you can always offer, hey, if you want more of me, here's how you do that. In every business that I've ever seen, provided that you're doing a good job, some group of customers in that business will want personal, private, one-on-one contact with the guru, with the person running the business. Everybody should offer it and you should offer it really dear, right? It should be, you know, I'm not saying what the price point is because obviously I don't know your business, but I'm talking $5,000, you know, $10,000 private client kind of, of price tag or whatever is appropriate for your market, okay? But you asked, you know, sort of what would be an example of a good front end. So let me just back out and share with you. This was uh, a friend of mine from the Agora, great guy. He put together a personal finance training for regular people. And we actually did the back end first. So I'll tell you about that second so that we keep everything in in good order here. And then I went back and did the front end or he did the front end and we launched that second. The front end is very simply focused on asset allocation and his angle and his big thing, right? The hook in this is this is not just personal finance. Like the game has changed. Like what happened up basically 1982 to 19 uh, to 2022 is everything was based on interest rates going down and more money printing and all the rest. So he's positioned his training as now this is different. This is new. It's a new ball game. It's com- the game has changed. Everything is now different and you need to know what's happening. And the answer is obviously you got to get into this 
program that I've put together because you need to know how things have changed. If you want to come out of all the chaos that's swirling around us, uh, you're going to need to know these things. And that's the front end. So, and again, I mean, you can almost see the parallels to health and wellness in that. What is he doing? Well, he's setting up a defensive portfolio, like secure your wealth, right? Make sure that you have these bases covered. And he gets into inflation proofing and things like this. So in something like personal finance, in something where, you know, here's a guy who's, and I'll get to his coaching thing here in a second, but the front end is really just a simple, simple online course. I've been through it. You could do it in maybe not a day, but, you know, maybe two days. And then it would behoove you to go back and really watch some of the videos again and go through some of the stuff with uh, Joe, who's teaching it. But that's your front end. Is it valuable? You bet it is, right? And he's breaking down, like, here's for people who don't understand what Bitcoin is or don't know how to self-custody. Simple stuff. Like, this is a 10, 15-minute video. But it's coming from a guy who, when you watch it, you go, wow, you know, thank you for debunking these things and making it very clear for me. So it's a very simple front end. I think he charges, it's less than $100. So that's his front end. And they're driving cold traffic or they've just started driving cold traffic. I don't have any numbers on it yet, but you can see how that fits the bill of putting the right things in the front end bucket. Now, what do you want to know if you're trying to get your personal finances in order, right? What would be a good back end for somebody in that market? How about passive income? And so he put together a very big back end with group coaching and uh, a big platform that he's created with a company that vets a bunch of uh, different uh, rental real estate opportunities. And so it's just an excellent, excellent, well done thing. And then he obviously goes much deeper into how you're going to manage your finances through the coming chaos, through this whole new world that we inhabit as nobody knows how things are going to shake out, but you get a, a really killer education on how the Fed is trapped and sort of what else is happening in the global economy and like what's likely coming from a guy who really knows his stuff and who's essentially like personally in your corner helping you do this. And then the other up, the upsell after that is obviously private client time. And he even has one beyond that, right? For people who really, really, really want to give him a lot of money. And so, you know, perfect setup. I can't wait to see the numbers. He's working with a guy now on getting uh, ads and all the different things that need to be set up for Google ads, but they will start running cold traffic to that front end offer. And we should really see something here. You never know until these things launch, but in my mind, that ticks all the boxes. He has a front end, he has a back end. They relate to one another. Not only do they relate in that they're both financed, but they also relate in that I've covered this part. If you don't ever go any further than this, the front end has taught you something valuable. And a lot of times customers will get something and then they forget about you. And then they come out like, yeah, actually I am going to get that back. And that makes total sense to me now, right? I wasn't in a position to do it then, but I like this material so much and it helped me. I'm definitely coming back when it's time to get the back end. And they do. I have customers like that too, you know, buy the front end and then a year and a half later, they're ready for the back end. So there you go. That front end, you could really argue, is almost fully about beginning to build that trust. If you have a good offer, if you're a good person, you're offering value at a very low entry offer price, then whether that person is ready to hop into your community and maybe be upsold next week, or whether they just want to take that valuable offer, run with it for a year, first of all, the chances are they're on your email list. So you can stay in contact with them in perpetuity. But also, they're still learning from you, still absorbing that value. And when the time is right for them, they will hop back in. The chances are they will hop back in and be part of your community or your world and become a paying customer. So 
the value of that front end can't be understated. Yeah, exactly. And creating a business, guys, if you're on here and you're interested in millionaire you, and if your idea is that you're going to set yourself free by creating a business, it's an enormous amount of work. And so getting clear on where you're going to put your effort, I think is partly the lesson here is to create a business, even if it's not online, right? Even if you had a brick and mortar business, you know, it could be anything, right? It could be a carpet cleaning business, right? It almost doesn't matter if you get people a satisfactory outcome where they're delighted that they did something with you and gave you money and they like the outcome and they feel like they got a good deal and you stay top of mind. We use only direct response marketing, which is marketing that is by design requires them to react right? We want somebody to take an action. Every email is like that. If you sent out postcards, right, it would still apply. Like call this number, go here to get your special, you know, 20% discount or whatever else. And then you're tracking those people and marketing specially to them. Your business requires you to know a lot about a lot. It's just that simple, right? I mean, if it was easy, it was a really easy thing to do. Everybody would do it and like everybody would be rich and there wouldn't even be a need for education like this. But my point is, if you know where to put things in the right bucket starting out where you're not spinning your wheels, the hardest thing in business is not knowing what you're doing and you know working on something for six months and it was like the wrong thing, right? <laughs> and, uh, and But you don't know that until it flops and then you're like, oh shoot, you know, like I just lost all that time and, and it's just crushing. And, uh, you know, Part of business success, I feel like, too, is without losing enthusiasm, you have to stumble from failure to failure. But you want you want that journey to be as short as possible. It might be steep, but what I'm saying is if you get the front end right and you think about it this way, if you structure your thinking about how you're going to make your bit, like what is the structure for your business? If you do it in a manner like this, you're not wasting time. It's like, okay, we got this done. You might be wrong, right? You might have the wrong thing in the, in the front end, but that can be fixed. Not knowing what to put in the front end is crippling. Like what goes here and what's the back end going to be about? I don't even know, right? It's like, no, here's the relationship between the two. Here's the goal of the front end. You mentioned trust. We said ad spend, right? Can you cover your ad spend? If you do, right, you're getting prospects and customers for free. Wonderful, right? That is the business because from there, everybody who has front end customers can sell a back end. I almost don't care what it is. And I challenge anybody to prove otherwise. If you have somebody who liked you enough and gave you money, provided you're not a scumbag and you offer them something else, right? You're going to get people to take you up on that. Usually the take rate is, you know, 20%, right? On the back end, if they're happy with you. Right. Well, and we're more leaning specifically talking about online businesses, but as we've said, this applies to any brick and mortar, any type of service or product business. And just to kind of relate it back to, you know, more everyday style business. So we see these types of offers all the time, but it's really easy to, you know, be just kind of Joe Schmo consumer and it goes over our head. I don't mean that offensively, but it happens to me too. Until I got into the marketing world, I didn't really realize it, but like, I'll get it all the time from lawn care companies, for example, every winter and spring or even throughout the year, they'll offer, oh, we'll do your first application for only $20. And then basically you, you bring them on, they do the application and then they upsell you into their full six or seven time program, which costs anywhere from 600 to a thousand dollars a year. And it's the same concept. They gave you a good front end offer. They're taking a loss on that offer because it probably costs them more. I assume more than 20. Well, I know I used to work in long care. It costs more than $20 for each application. 
But when they get you in and they're confident in their ability to provide a good service, be a good company, and like you said, just not be a scumbag, there's a great chance that a high percentage of those people are going to stick with you. That's kind of another living, breathing, uh, not necessarily online example of the quality of a front-end offer that gets people in. And I think also relating that to the business owner side, and Tane, I'd be interested in your opinion on this side of it, is I've encountered a lot of business owners that are terrified to put a front-end offer out into the world because they're like, well, I'm losing all my margin. But I'm like, what are you gaining on the back end? Let's look at your back-end offer, right? Have you seen that in play? No, because mostly I'm, I'm working with people who do understand, like when they, by the time they come to me, they already understand the importance of it. They get sort of what role the front end is supposed to play. I know what you're talking about, though. And pre-copywriting days, geez, I, I worked all kinds of sales jobs and things like this. And I was learning all along the way, but you do see people who are very resistant to either take a loss, as you said, or to work on a front-end offer so that it's not giving you a loss, but it's giving you free prospects and customers. I mean, a name on a list of somebody who was interested enough to either click your ad or call a phone number, right, for offline stuff, the principle is the same, right? You now have somebody who was interested enough to take action to find out more about you. Okay, well, they didn't do that for no reason, right? So now we can market to those people and you have to have all those systems set up and in place. And obviously, you know, the internet made it easy right? To follow up with people via email, sort of, right? If it's done well and done correctly, but yeah, getting the front end, right? I believe that the front end is the business because again, my experience in my position is if you have somebody who will give you money for a front end solution and they're at least moderately satisfied, maybe they're not thrilled. Maybe they're, maybe they're hungry. Maybe they do have that reaction like, okay, but where's the other stuff that I was hoping that I would get? And you can't be slick about this, right? Your sales copy, anything that you're saying about what people are getting on the front, you have to be able to point to it and said, no, this is exactly what I told you we're going to get. And there's a reason that I'm doing it this way, right? Which in a certain sense increases intrigue. It increases their interest for why they now have to wait to get the the other thing on the back end, which is partly what I'm saying. Like you want that, you want that feeling that they're being pulled toward the back end because they know now that, Oh, well, there's another door that I have to go through. And there's a reason why it had to be parsed this way. And so the front end is the business because again, a satisfied customer is a satisfied customer and offering them something else on the back end for a higher price point is actually the easy part of the whole funnel flywheel. Right. It's what really powers it is that back end because that back end is what puts money back into the front end, which keeps that end of the wheel spinning. And before long, you're in perpetual motion. Your back end is your vacation and the new car and everything else. But you know, with respect to growing your business, yes, what you want from the front end is a great big list of prospective customers and that you cancel out your ad spend. If you're spending a thousand bucks a day on ads and you're making a thousand bucks in sales, you have a very viable business. Even if you don't have a back end yet, you can go make one, right? So getting that part right on the front end, I know how valued good front end writers in the Agora, in the financial newsletter publishing, you have newsletters that are specifically for getting customers on the front end. So it's a very low dollar value. It's exactly what I said. Like it's a, it's enough of a newsletter that people are super interested, but they're not going to have deep dives on picks, you know, that can return 10,000% or whatever, right? I mean, this is a, the, the typical setup in a, a newsletter business, but you bring in a ton of names, right? We had writers that did promos that 
listed 100,000 names. Now, you can imagine how valuable that is. I mean, even at a $50 price point, that's $5 million. But they don't care about $5 million. They care about right the $25 million that they're going to make selling the back-end subscription. Because obviously, at a company like that, they've run the numbers. They know exactly what that name is worth. And so you have to think about the business that way. Can I get free prospects and you know enough customers to pay for my ad spend? That's all you're really looking for your front end to do. And if you're making money on the front end, raise your ad budget, right? Like spend more, like get more people coming in. And if you have to work on the back end later, or you haven't already thought it through, I guarantee you can do it. Like almost anybody can come up with a good back end based on whatever people have bought on the front end. So that's the funnel flywheel. That's awesome. And I love the idea of liquidating your ad spend with everything coming through on the back end. Now you can just, that's why the, you know, the biggest companies in the world spend hundreds of millions of dollars a year on Google or Facebook or you, you name the platform because they have their own flywheel going. The back end is powering the front. And when the front end has unlimited funds, you can now own your categories across all the platforms. Dan Kennedy loves to say the person who can spend the most wins. If you can outspend your competition on the front end, you win. You're a category of one. Nobody can top you. And, and when you see this in action, it's really spectacular. So yeah, maybe that's a good place to stop. But yeah, that's how you win the game. Yeah, that's awesome. Such a cool concept. Tane, this was fantastic. Do you have any closing thoughts on the funnel flywheel here for our MU listeners? Look for a place in your market. Try to think and structure your thinking about your front end offer this way. It doesn't have to necessarily be like prohibitions. Like I said, I mean, my example in digestive health is just, it's a big fat juicy target because there's so much confusion around diet and how to eat and like what things are. There's so many fads that run through it. I just took the position. It's like, look, all those things may help somebody at some point in some situation. The question is who, who are they going to help? Well, you don't know that unless you, and then right the back and was like, now I'll teach you how to apply. Most of the fad kind of thinking doesn't really work for everybody all the time. Obviously, that's partly why it's fad thinking. I'll help you debunk all of this stuff on the back end. So my front end, back end really was teed up quite nicely, partly because of my education in medicine. But almost anybody can figure out the things that your prospects shouldn't do or that you could steer them away from. And then the things that you could proactively show them how to make their life really kick ass on the back end. And if you just start with that simple structure, you can probably create a really worthwhile business out of that in almost any market, in almost any industry, no matter what you're teaching, no matter what your skill is, no matter what your knowledge and your specialized uh, expertise. If you come at it that way, you'll see that your work really bears fruit. You're no longer just like throwing darts, you know, blindfolded, as they say, you really have a structure to what you're doing and then you test it and then you tweak it from there. Well, my friend, this is just an awesome concept. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. We're thrilled to have you aboard here. And uh, man, keep crushing it from sunny Puerto Rico. My pleasure, Brian. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for having me. All right, let's hear it for Tane Nix, bringing the noise, dropping the knowledge bombs, and filling our knowledge buckets to the brim with this concept of the funnel flywheel. I think this concept is universal across business, uh, especially in the online space. But whether or not you own a local service business or you sell a product, you're an online business, having your front end offer sorted out so that you can lead people to the gold in your back end offer is vital. And having that front end offer provide a lot of value, not all of it, right? You still need to have a lot of value left on the back end, but enough for you to start building trust and building understanding with your audience is 
one of the most important things that we can do in our business, regardless of our field, regardless of our size, regardless of who we serve or what we sell. So thank you to Nick, uh, Tane Nix for coming on and sharing that information with us and probably opening windows for a lot of us because this concept of the flywheel, this self-perpetuating eventual moneymaker for our business is just off the charts awesome. So that being said, if you want to hit up Tane, check out his information. It'll be in the show notes and in the description. And also, while you're at it, if you are enjoying the Millionaire University podcast, which if you've gotten this far, you already love us. We know it. It's obvious. So go ahead and share our pod, share your favorite episode with your your friends, your family, your wife, your husband, whoever it is, your colleagues, um, everybody at work who's jealous of you for listening to such an awesome podcast. We would love it if you shared our podcast with them so we can share even more of our guests, their wealth of knowledge and information, and get it out to the masses. So thank you all for joining us today. This has been a thrill. We will catch you on the next episode of the Millionaire University Podcast. Podcast.